This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. A ticket for singing. Punny Halloween costumes. Extreme nagging avoidance. The Mad Monk. And Rick's brush with Laura Flynn Boyle. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Men. With Rick and Dave. Uh, welcome to another edition of Minutia Men with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. Described by Robert Feeder as a show featuring Kemper and Stern sharing stories and drawing on their vast treasures of worthless information. And I think treasures is kind of a overstatement, don't you think? No, I think it's treasures. I think absolutely treasures is the proper word. And and Dave and I have spent a lot of time together over this past week, and getting a little ups, getting a little sick of it. To be honest with you, a my little friend. bit. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, we have been in the car a lot. We've driven yeah. to and from Indiana now twice since our last podcast, um, and not just you know on the on the doorstep of Indiana, but you know into it into Indiana, and. Um, yeah, I don't want yeah. to see you anymore for a while. Is that yeah, okay? I, I mean, think. well, we've we're gonna see each other on Thursday, a week from tomorrow, because that's when John Records Landecker gets inducted. It's Thursday, right? Inducted into the Radio Hall of Fame. That's right. right? And actually, we so, kind of had a good time with John. Was that yesterday? Um, we went to uh, John's house and we had him autograph every single copy of his Hall of Fame edition of the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, records truly is my middle name and and he was a a sport about it uh and then uh john followed us actually we followed him to the campus of purdue northwest where uh i interviewed you him right and you called him a has-been on stage <laughs> i, I kind of did i i didn't mean to do that i really I, I didn't mean if you want to see the video by the way uh there's a link to the video dave if you want oh, to post that thing? on twitter as minutia man if people want to go watch the video because it was an interesting uh conversation based on you know john was interesting he he certainly has had an interesting career and an, an interesting life, and uh, he tells the story well. And if you want to go see those, it's all out there. But at one point, I did say something to the effect of, "Now that your radio career is over," <laughs> yeah, right. he's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, right." <laughs> he got very upset with me, and you turned like bright red. I hope does it get? Have you have you watched the video? Yeah, you can't really see it on the video. You you got very sweaty, flop sweaty and red, which yeah. was great. That was worth a two hour drive just to see that. Yeah, I uh, I felt terrible. I can't believe I said that. I I didn't mean it that way. Yeah, well, I guess uh, I kind of did, but I mean I didn't really. I don't know. He said, he calls himself retired. You know what do you want you know, from me? You know I don't think he really does call himself retired. I think he you know looking or because remember when we were doing the auction. In, um, where is that? Union, Illinois. Yeah. They said on the thing, you know, auction, you know, bid on John Records Landecker's, you know, retired DJs, you know, um, right. possessions. And John called me and said, hey, have him take out the word retired. Well, he didn't so, call me. He called you. And you never <laughs> relayed that information to me. All right. Well, FYI, <laughs> I don't think he likes being called retired. Okay. Well, lesson learned. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
but it was fun. It was it was enjoyable. And, you know, even though I've heard some of these stories before, not all of them. I mean, every time I see um, uh, John talk, there's always a new story coming in because he's got thousands. He's got millions. He's got millions of them. Yeah, if he did the celebrity potpourri uh, (laughs) bit, I got to go on forever. I mean, every every, well, and and the the coolest one, I think, is he was on the air with Stevie Wonder the minute that uh, Martin Luther King got shot. Yeah, I didn't even ask him about that one. Yeah. And I mean, and they, you know, what a great story is that? I know know, that you're um, so. But yes, John, congratulations to John. Uh, next Thursday, a big honor. Are you wearing uh, a tuxedo? No, I'm just going to wear it. I think I might wear a tie. I mean, I'll wear a suit. But yeah. I'm, I'm worried that I've gotten just too fat that I can't, like my shirts, I don't think can close anymore. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if I could really wear a tie. Um, I mean, I guess I could wear a tie and keep it the Loose. button open yeah yeah like a um, you know like a like a drunk guy at the end of a <laughs> right. at a christmas party hitting on the secretaries i could do that hey how you doing <laughs> yeah um but no i'm not no i'm not running tux i mean that's like a 100 bucks right yeah the tickets are yeah. 275 dollars ahead that's right. a lot of money and i hope and john knows how much we love him uh i don't think that he um He's happy about the money too because he had to pay. Yeah, he had to, he had pay, to pay like fifty five hundred bucks for one table and people. Right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's that's crazy. So, um, well, anyways, I'm, it's still going to be an, an awesome event. Bob Surratt is going to be doing the speech to uh, introduce him, and the next morning on Friday morning, uh, November, I guess that would be November third. John and his daughter Amy will be on. Uh, WGN television mm-hmm. and uh, on the morning show, WGN morning show. And I just found out just moments ago that they will also be on Bob Surratt's radio show right after that. Oh, w- what? On WLS. Oh. oh, that's cool. Are you going? Should we go to the Yeah, radio? we should definitely go to both of them. We'll right. take pictures and uh, chronicle the events and we'll take pictures on at the Hall of Fame ceremony, too. So yeah. uh, looking, looking forward, forward to it. To it. Yeah. What are they going to serve me for 275 bucks? Because there's dinner, right? Well, I, I assume it'll be on a solid gold plate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oysters on the not half shell, the three quarter shell. And uh, there will be uh, lovely ladies with uh, giant feathers uh, <laughs> keeping us cool. Um, maybe uh, holding the grapes above our grapes, head and right, feeding right. us uh, that way. Um, I, that's uh, what I'm thinking. 275. You, you got to at least get that right. Well, and if it isn't good, the, the, you, you, our listeners will definitely hear about it in subsequent podcasts. We will not in be fact, sugarcoating this. Uh, I think, you know what? I'm going to take pictures and tweet. If something isn't to my liking, I'm just going to tweet it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, let's do you it. Know, you want to live, brusch- live tweet the event? <laughs> yeah, this, this bruschetta is limp right there. You know, we can <laughs> live tweet it. It's also going to be streaming live on, on the radio or on the internet. So, um, you know, if the if the entire event will be streaming live, if people want to follow us, let's live tweet it. Right. As, and I'll be the minutia man. My I'll be the big necked, double chinned fat guy not wearing a tie. Sitting next to through. the other big fat guy. <laughs> right. I prefer doughy. 
Uh, well, and I we've got to get a picture with Sean Hannity. Sean Hannity's going to be there. He's part of the induction class, right? Yeah, that's right. Sean Hannity will be there, and he is being introduced by Scott Shannon, who uh, who once fired, fired John. Fired John. <laughs> that should be an interesting, <laughs> an interesting little exchange. <laughs> it's like it's like Capitol Hill. You know, it's going to be like, uh, but no, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be fun. And congratulations to John, because I don't think there's anybody more deserving. Yeah, that's that's for sure. I mean, I could not believe that he wasn't already in there, you know, but he is now. So anyway, let's, uh, let's do our show. I believe we promised the people minutia, so we should do that. And here's the audio that officially begins that portion of the show. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. That's three seconds you'll never forget. All right, what do you got, Dave? Well, Rick, as you've already mentioned, we've spent a lot of time with one another in a car and driving yeah. from Indiana back and forth. And you have an iPod or whatever it's called yeah, it's with 3,200 3, songs, That's which right. is a lot, right? Yeah. And I just spent, and for the listeners and people that don't know you, you love to sing with your iPod. I do. You do. So I I just spent all this time hearing you. And quite frankly, you have some pipes. I I do. You know, I, you know, I I can hit a Johnny Cash and I can do, I can do a David Bowie. I can do, you know, you, uh, Jim Morrison, you need those lower voices. I can do it. Right, right. The 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 high Robert Plant stuff. Right. The Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. That's not happening. But uh, what a night. No, can't do it. We can't can't do it. That's right. proprietary we can't but anyways in canada okay saint laurent have you ever been to saint laurent in canada i have not uh headline man given a 149 dollar ticket for singing 90s dance song while driving okay <laughs> now is the ticket for the singing or for All the that. 90s dance song <laughs> um telefac telefac how do you pronounce t-a-o U-F-I-K, Toafek. Toafek? Yeah, watch uh, like Moala was given a $149 ticket for singing Gonna Make You Sweat, Everybody Dance Now. Oh, Remember yeah. that hit? Yeah, you know that one. That's uh, If I uh, know it, that was a big hit. Um, who do you know who did it? Uh, isn't that C&C Music Factory? Okay. That's that's a minutia. There's some minutia there. Correct. Yeah, C&C a- Music Factory. So... Mr. Moala was just cheerfully singing along. Um, he was out to get a bottle of water that says right here in the news. It has to be true. He was out to get a bottle of water when he was pulled over by a Montreal police officer, Dudley Do-Right, <laughs> on St. Crow Avenue. Actually, I think it's hilarious. St. Crow isn't look or St. Croix isn't LaCroix a water? It is. And he got pulled over on St. Croix. Um he was stopped by four policemen, two on each side, and they asked if he was screaming. And he's like, no, I wasn't screaming. I was singing. So they go back to the car and they come back with a $149 ticket. Wow. Because evidently for disturbing the peace. Wow. Um, yeah, exactly. Now, this is the best part of this. His wife was interviewed for this <laughs> for this article. And don't you love women? Oh, uh, wives. As for his wife, she isn't surprised that her husband's vocal abilities ended up in a fine. If it was up to her, it would have been a $300 fine. Thank you very much. But uh, Now, do your kids get mad at you when you sing along to a song? Yeah, they. Um, I think they're pretty 
embarrassed whenever I open my mouth. Yeah, just in yeah. general, anything you say yeah. or do. My kids, ever since they were, you know, babies almost, every time I sing, they say, Dad, st- I mean, stop. They get so mad because apparently I'm not a good singer. <laughs> but, but also because, you know, who the hell are you? You're a dad. Dads don't sing. Dads just fun. sit there. My kids love Quadrophenia. Do they really? Uh, and, yeah, well, because it's pretty much the only CD I ever played yeah. in the minivan. Uh, and I'll sing. I mean, I'm not as good as Roger Daltrey. Uh, <laughs> but, I, you know, I could, I got... I, well, so I got, now that I you've heard some... my iPod, Dave, uh, for the last uh, at least seven, eight hours worth of my <laughs> iPod, what uh, what's your review of my iPod music? It's very wide spectrum. I mean, you go from a... You go from a Tommy Kempfer, who, by the way, Rick's son does dance music, and it's fantastic. It is pretty good. It's fantastic. You go from a Tommy Kempfer all the way to a bare naked lady. Yeah. Right. Yep. You do, and then you've you've got all the Beatles, even the sucky ones. There are you've no got sucky all the be- ones. Uh, and then you go to like the Fountains of Wayne or Kings of Leon, and uh, and then you had an instrumental. Some I don't know what was the what was the what was the instrumental that we played? What was it? Uh, orbital. No, that was an orbital. It was. Um, did you craft work? Was there some? Oh craft yeah, there's work? some craft work in there. Sure. All right. But definitely, no. You have a very wide range of stuff. Okay. Can, well, hey, thanks. Um, uh, I consider it the best iPod in the world, but that's just me because I love every song on there. So because I pick them all. Um, I want to tell you about. Uh, what's going on this weekend and that is halloween dave and you know that you and i have always had uh, a standard halloween costume that we wear we put on hawaiian shirts Mm -hmm. and a clown mask and we wear a uh, hawaiian lei and we are clowns on vacation that's our that's our standard that's our standard halloween costume but do you know what the the number one costume for this coming Halloween this weekend is I, you'll you'll never guess this. It's very weird. No idea. What is it? The sexy goldfish. This is real. Look it up. Go, you know, next time you get a chance, Google sexy goldfish. These are like very skimpy outfits. And by the way, I'm a big fan of the sexy Halloween outfit uh, trend. Well, it's the only day where it's acceptable for women to dress up like whores. Uh, yeah, I'm basically. I'm, I love it. I, yeah, I, yeah. I just want to be on record as saying I think it's great. Yeah. I, I, I don't have daughters, but uh, I, I think it's fantastic. Anyway, look at it. It's the goofiest. Uh, there's no seemingly no explanation for why this is a Halloween costume and why it is this year's hottest costume, but it is. I mean, is it an origin from a TV show or something like Rick and Morty or whatever? Or what, one of those? Is that a fish show? No, no. Yeah, I, I'm just saying uh, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. But if hey, if somebody can find out, that'd be great. Um, I have uh, I, I went looking for other costumes and I'm I'm not a fan necessarily. Uh, I will never wear the sexy uh, costumes. Goldfish, the gold, yeah, good. So I look more for, you know, kind of clowns on vacation kind of like I like punny, punny uh-huh. costumes. And these are some that I found that that anybody can put together at home. And I'm going to see if you can figure out what they are. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, this first costume, you glue nickels. You get a bunch of nickels, and you glue them to the back of your shirt. What are you oh, going nickel. as? Your nickel back. Very good. All right. Okay. Here's another one. You carry a baguette. You know what a baguette is? Sure. It's yes. the French bread. Yes. The, then yeah. you paint your face black and white with silver stars around the eyes. What are you going as? I don't know. French Kiss. Oh, the band Kiss. Yeah, I get it. French yeah. Kiss. All right. Here's another one. Uh, you uh, wear a baby carrier, you know, the kind that uh, wraps around and is in front of you. Uh-huh, sure. And you fill it with a bag of sugar. What are you? Sh- sugar Bjorn or sugar... Uh- because it's baby Bjorns, right? Uh, hey, don't get caught up on the Bjorns. Uh, okay, sugar, uh, sugar baby. I don't know. Sugar what, I don't daddy. Know. Sugar daddy. Oh, sugar mama. okay. All okay. right. Yeah, I right. got. I got you. All right. Right. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, this is for women. They wear a white colored slip. You know, a slip like you have underneath uh-huh. a dress, uh-huh. and on it you write the words "id," "super ego," "penis envy," "Austria." Well, you're a Freudian slip. Very good. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Okay. That one. Okay. That's good. I like that, that, that one that too. A, um, do you remember when we were in college? Well, well, I, actually, do you remember when we were in college? But that one time we did that Halloween show on Green Street yeah. and someone threw a bottle through the window while we were on the air. I do remember that. Um, but do you remember there was, a, there was two Halloween costumes that day that I will never forget. There was the guy dressed up like Bill Buckner with the ball hanging from a thread, like a baseball. So when he walked, it went through his legs. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> That's and, a great one, though. It was awesome. And then there was the, the the college kid dressed up like an old Jewish man with a Hawaiian shirt in a wheelchair. And some guy dressed up as like a Palestinian terrorist with a gun for Leon Klinghoffer. Remember Leon wow. Klinghoffer? Wow. Uh, wow! I, I, that was 32 years ago. We can we can now have fun with Leon Clay. It's it's time plus tragedy, right? I can. Yeah. Bet, At that time, have, though, it was still too close. It was like three weeks, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, that's not good. Uh, uh, the, oh, there's Leon. one more on my list here. If you want to hear it, yeah, sure. Uh, and maybe we can do the. Oh, you know what? We can we can dress as this for the Hall of Fame ceremony, right? Okay. All right. You wear your finest suit. Your your very best suit, and then a name tag on your lapel that says "I'm sorry." What are you going as? Apology suit. Now, a uh, I'm sorry suit. A I don't know. I, I don't know. A formal apology. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. Um, all right, those are free. Those are free Halloween costume ideas for everybody out there, and that's uh, basically all I have on that. Um, we have a winner, and we have I'm a winner on our retweet. You. Yeah, I, we have a winner on our retweet. His name is Chris. Chris has not responded to my Twitter messages to him, so uh, I don't know where he's from. I don't know. You know, I don't know if he's real. I don't know if he's a fake account. A I don't Russian know. bot? <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But Chris won, and uh, I don't know what to do. So the, the, Chris right. is going to um, – but if you want to be like Chris 
and be a Russian bot, or just if you want to win our prize pack worth up to $25, all you need to do is retweet uh, one of our tweets and follow us. I've added a new wrinkle to the to the rules. Okay. You have to you have to retweet and you have to follow us. Okay. Okay. So there. By the way, did you see that the Beer Pod uh show on the Radio Misfits Network has is stolen this idea? Yeah. Stolen the retweet contest, which we stole from other people too, so that's funny. Yeah. But yeah, did and, you have to and, say that nobody knows that. Oh, I think everybody knows that it's pretty prevalent on Twitter. Have you listened to the that Beer Pod? Yeah. Or that show? Yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Well, I it happen is, to love beer. You know, beer is very it, close to me. It is fantastic. That is a great podcast. So please. And for other great podcasts, go to RadioMisfits.com. There's, what are they, two dozen, three dozen of them now? There's and a we bunch got of tons them. of them. There's a bunch of them. Remember to listen, comment, rate, subscribe. Uh, and, you know, first and foremost, don't forget to do that for Minutia Men. Uh, yeah, you could do the other people whenever you get a chance, but yeah. definitely. Yeah. But there's some great podcasts, and I think uh, um, they do McNeil, a great deal. back on board. All right. Uh, uh, Artie Quitter from Howard Stern. It's like, a, it's like a who's who of, uh, of podcasters. Uh, I, got something, I got something else for you, Ricky. Lay it on me. Man fed up with nagging wife hides in the forest for 10 years. A gardener. This <laughs> is from England. <laughs> I'm afraid to this comment is, on this one. Uh, this is from England. Merry old England. A gardener got so fed up with his wife's nagging, he ran away from home and lived in the woods for 10 years. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a <laughs> nagging wife. <laughs> yeah. Malcolm Applegate, 62, was married to his wife for three years before the relationship reached its breaking point. So he was I in was his mar- 40s. I'm doing the math. He was in his <laughs> yeah. 40s when he got married. Yeah. And uh, around our age, he decided, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to live in the forest. Yeah, I'm and then he the came out 10 years later. Um, he came because he did he, his his sister. He started to get guilty, or he felt guilty that he never told his sister where he was. So not only is he so freaked out about his nagging wife that he, he's like, oh, I, he's so freaked out that he's like, oh shoot, I didn't tell any of my family. I'm going to the forest. <laughs> so he went to the thick woodland near Kingston, southwest London, and he stayed there for ten years. And he did odd jobs around the forest. As a gardener, he worked for a couple of elderly, you know, uh, elderly people and elderly. And he just went back and camped in the forest for 10 years. There you go. And didn't take a shower. Um, well, you know, what it doesn't say, but I presume he probably didn't. I do have a little quiz for you. Now, do you is the quiz jingle? I didn't tell you there was a quiz. Do you uh, have yes, a quiz I jingle? have it right here. Can you do that? Yep. Hold All on right. one second. Time now for a Minutia Man. Minutia Man. Minutia Quiz. All right. Let's call this the most ridiculous, most ridiculous reasons that real people got divorced. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Um, there's five of these. One of these is fake. Four of these are real reasons that people filed divorce. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yep. 1994, a Japanese man divorced his wife because she liked the movie Frozen way too much. Okay. Okay. 2006, uh, well, a West Bengalese from what uh, must be a lady, a guy from West Bengal got divorced while sleeping. He was actually sleeping. And when he woke up, he was divorced. 
Okay. Okay. 2008, a woman divorced her husband because he hadn't changed his relationship status on Facebook. Okay. In 2009, a woman divorced her husband because of the nickname he gave her in his phone contacts. She looks at his phone, sees her number, doesn't like the nickname that he put on the contact. It doesn't okay? say what it is. I'd love to know that. It, oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? That one's real. I'll tell you right now. Uh, 2016, a woman in New York City divorced her husband because he played the Eagles too much. The rock band, not the football team. God, I'm okay. kind of with her on that one. Okay, no kidding. Uh, so we've got Frozen, mm-hmm. lady who, lady who, uh, the guy who got divorced just while he was sleeping. He woke up and he was divorced. Um, Facebook status guy. The nickname. nickname nickname in the phone contacts and the Eagles. I'm going to say the sleeping one is fake. Uh, no, that is actually true. Um, let me go right here. Apparently, it, the lawyers there are much more efficient in, in courts and judges than they are here. This is um, – they only use, they only give him the, his first name or last name. His name was Akhtar. Kind of sounds like a – okay. Ektar. He was a Muslim gentleman from West Bengal, and he, while he was sleeping, this is in 2006, he uttered the word talak, T-A-L-A-Q. I don't know what that means. He uttered it three times in his sleep, according to Islamic law. Oh, yeah. If you, yeah. If you say that three times, you get divorced from your wife. Now, come on. <laughs> <laughs> did I really do that? Okay, I guess I did. Well, I am sleeping, but I guess <laughs> sure. If you say so, honey, I'm, right. it must be true. <laughs> yeah, right. and again, a judge is like, oh, absolutely. I mean, if that happens all the time, people say that so you, in their sleep. So you're saying she may have lied? I'm saying she lied. Marriage? I'm <laughs> okay. saying she lied. All right. Well, all right. could be. Um, I say so. Fro- Frozen is BS. Frozen, the movie Frozen. In 1994, uh, for one Japanese couple who had been married for six years, the movie Frozen was the deal breaker. After watching 1994, when did that movie come out? Uh, uh, that's a good point. Actually, that's a real good point. Uh, but this one is true. Maybe I just got the date wrong. Okay. Uh, after watching it, he made the mistake of asking her, did you really think it was that good? Well, apparently she did. And she said, the fact that you would even ask that question means we're over. Wow. So I had a yeah. similar conversation after Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, I loved that movie, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Uh the um so so the frozen thing is true. Okay. So you've got what two left? You've got um uh, Facebook well, status. Facebook. All right, let's go Eagles, because I know you don't like the Eagles. Well, technically it's true. Yeah, technically this is um you, th- this is the false one. However, in 2016, a woman by the name of Vernette Bader actually stabbed her roommate 15 times because he wouldn't shut up because he played the Eagles music too much. So it wasn't a divorce. It was actually an attempted murder. Wow. So but the uh, and the other one woman. Ooh, nice. Thank you. And the other one was in 2008, a North Carolina woman name withheld uh, filed for divorce because her husband never changed his single Facebook status. He said he forgot. She said, let's get divorced. <laughs> All right. Now tell me, I want to, I want to hear more about the, what was the nickname? Oh, um, 
Oh, that's right. Um, in the year 2009, a Saudi woman divorced her husband of 17 years when she learned of the name he was calling her. The woman went through his cell phone one day while it was out, and she looked through the contacts when she came across her number. And under the contact name, it said Guantanamo, like the prison. Ooh, wow. <laughs> when, when, the, when confronted with Osmond, he simply said, hey, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's it used to be funny. ball and chain. Well, this is much <laughs> right. better. It's, right. it's more creative. Yeah. So uh, she didn't like being referred to as Guantanamo, like the prison. You know, every so. time uh, my my wife uh, gets mad at me, which is yeah, pretty much every day, I I say to her, don't forget, I'm a very nice person and people like me. And right. that really seems to calm her down. Right. Uh, Everybody else likes me. Yeah. Right. Exactly. We, 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 got, we got 17 likes on a Twitter post. <laughs> they like me. It's you're the problem, sweetie. Okay. Let's, let's do our Cubs feature now that there is no such thing as the Cubs anymore. Hold on. Time now for a collection of Cub geekness. This is Just One Bad Century with Rick and Dave. So, first of all, a uh, a quick lament to the end of the Cubs season, but it was a good one. You know, finished in the final four, three years in a row. I have uh, I have no issues with that. I really don't. So the Dodgers uh, were considerably better team. Dodgers are right. better, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm just going to say that I'm going to try my best to enjoy what, what I'm calling uh, the Cubs golden era. Yeah. Um, but I do have a story from the Cubs' not-so-golden era I'd like to share with you. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, today is the uh, birthday of Russ Meyer. The Mad Monk was his nickname. Excuse me. I need a sip of water here. <coughs> Sorry. Yes, not to be confused with the B-movie director who was obsessed with large breasts. His name was also Russ Meyer. This Russ Meyer was known as the Mad Monk because he had a vicious temper and he didn't take to coaching. He was with the Cubs in the late 40s, from 1946 to 1948. And one night, he ran into an old girlfriend at a bar that the players frequented. They began to argue. She got so mad at him that she bit off the tip of his nose. Oh, my God. She reached over and bit off the tip of his nose, which was just hanging there. He had to have it stitched back together. And the next day, he had to sneak into the clubhouse, but, you know, he couldn't hide the nose thing right right there. And he also had two black eyes. So the woman claimed that she was retaliating for being bitten on the nose herself, and she filed a lawsuit. And that was quietly settled out of court uh, at the end of the 1947 season. And this may not surprise you, Dave, but the Cubs decided maybe this guy wasn't a good guy to keep on the team. So they traded him to the Phillies, where Mad Monk frequently angered his teammates, his opponents, the umpires. He lost his cool on the mound after uh, an infielder's error. One time, after being knocked out of a game, he took off his spikes and he threw them at the shower ceiling, and they stuck. <laughs> that's, all, no, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, he was terrible when he was not on the Cubs. He, he, was, he, was, he was bad. Um, but this is the great part of it. While he was away from the Cubs, and he pitched from 1949 through 1956, uh, he went 24-3 and against the Cubs. 
Oh, against the Cubs. Against the okay. Cubs. He beat the Cubs 24 out of 27 times, which is almost one-third of his 79 overall wins. Is he still alive? No. He was born in 1923. I'm sure he's, I'm oh. sure he's gone. But that yeah. is uh, Russ, the Mad Monk Meyer, former Cub, celebrating a birthday today. Well, happy birthday to him. Happy birthday, Mad Monk. Uh, Pat Colander's birthday today, author. Yes. Uh, so happy birthday goes out to Pat Colander. And she wrote which book again, Dave? Hugh Hefner's First Funeral and Other Tales of uh, Death in Chicago. That's right. Check it out at EckhartsPress.com. It's uh, time for our final feature of the day. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Okay, this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity. And I have to tell the story of the day I met or encountered or, or somehow had some connection to that celebrity. Um. Lara Flynn Boyle, is she the, Lara, or is it Lara, Lara? Lara Flynn, Flynn Boyle, Boyle, yeah. She's the Twin Peaks lady, right? Yeah, she was in Twin Peaks. Okay. Okay. She was okay. in uh, Wayne's World. She was in Men in Black. She she was in the, the TV show The Practice for a while. So she was okay. one of the stars of that show. She also dated Jack Nicholson for a while. Right, I remember that, right. And we had her on Stephen Gary's show, I want to say... 1990 1991 somewhere in that area during the uh during the heyday of twin peaks she was on and she had lived in chicago for a while so she she you know in fact i think she still lived in chicago at that time and she was in the producer's booth with me waiting to go on the onto the into the studio with Stephen gary and i i was staring at her and she asked me if everything was okay i said you know I know this is going to sound terrible, but every time I see you on Twin Peaks, I think to myself, I know, I know you from somewhere. Uh, uh, uh. And she said, well, you know, she told, she told me she was in a couple of other things that I had never seen and just was driving me nuts. And then finally uh, she said, well, you know, I lived in Chicago for a long time. Did you ever go to Ann Sather's restaurant? Oh. Yeah, because my old roommate Bill and I, we went there every Sunday morning to Aunt Sather's for breakfast. She goes, I was a waitress there. Like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and she thought you it was know, funny that here she is now, this famous this famous uh, actress, and she gets recognized for being a waitress at Aunt Sather's restaurant in Chicago. Um, you know who uh, the X Factor lady, the redhead, what's her name? Jillian... Oh, uh, the X Files, you mean? Jillian Anderson? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, Jillian Anderson. She used to be a waitress at Goose Island. Really? Uh, yeah. And I remember, because we used to go there all the time, uh, not the Goose Island at Wrigley Field, the one that's actually on Goose Island. Yeah. Uh, I remember I remember her, she was a host there. Really? And I remember, yeah, and I remember having her right this way, too. Okay, go over here. Yeah, and she did great. She was a great host, hostess. <laughs> well, there you go. Great actresses and great servers. So and great minutia. That that's, is minutia. that's minutia. That Thank you minutia. very much. To find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out EckhartsPress.com and ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. And as we've mentioned a few times, you can follow us on Twitter. And we're gonna are we gonna try to live tweet this thing next week? You wanna try to know. do that? 
How do you do that? What is uh, like we'll to- talk. We'll talk. Actually, we'll have another podcast before then anyway. If you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasana with Opi Productions. We have been distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And we will be back again next week for another episode of Minutiamen. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? 